Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrat.com studios. Tyrat.com, where we get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road ass protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrat.com, it's the way that tire buying should be. Mm-mm-mm. Welcome in. Um, you may have heard this story, and I think it's brilliant by the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And it's a little bit like what the Cincinnati Bengals used to do which is, look, find guys whose value is way lower than their actual talent. Find guys whose value is lower than their actual talent. If you look at that, I'm not talking about this Bengals roster, the previous Bengals team that, remember they went to the playoffs five years in a row, Andy Dalton was their quarterback? Go back and look at their drafts, and many of the players that they drafted were a round or two rounds lower than they should have been, sometimes because of off the field, sometimes because of injury. They were they were trying to get, you know, they're like me and you. If you go into Banana Republic, if you go into Nordstrom, there still are some brick-and-mortar Nordstrom stores. What's the first thing you do? Me? I go to the clearance aisle. Like, I don't care. I don't care about being like, I don't want to need to buy something that is the hottest, freshest thing. Like, dude, I know what I want. Besides, you go to Banana Republic, like, what are you getting? You're getting a polo or a sweater and some khakis, like some form of that. Right. And oh, yeah, by the way, do styles do change year to year, right? We went from pleats to no pleats. 
skinny jeans. We're back to, by the way, we're back in baggy jeans. Like, dude, I need to go back to my college gear. I don't know if I- We I, are? We're yeah. officially back? Baggy oh jeans God. are back. I've got a couple skinny jeans. I do too. Never I left. Fi- I finally bought into the this, this skinny jean thing. You know, not super skinny, not like- you can tell what religion I am, skinny, but still a thinner. But now it's like a thicker cut. Like my my daughters, they're like wearing super baggy jeans. Like, dude, I would be so cool if college Doug, probably college Doug hair as well, would show up at your high school. He'd be like, dear dad's the greatest dresser ever. You know what I found is still around? What? Junko. Like the super baggy jeans. Yeah. That were like basically bell bottoms in the in the late nineties. They're back. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't. That wasn't my jam. Which means the carpenter jeans are coming back in next, right? Remember those oh, the no. carpenter jeans? Yeah. Yeah. I had a few. Yeah. Carpenter jeans. None of us were carpenters. We didn't have the hammer for that. That's by the way. That's what that little. Um, it's not a pocket. That little. What is that called? That little thing. That that's to hold. Le- legit. It's to hold your uh, hold your hammer. That's what the carpenter jeans. That little piece of fabric. Anyway. Um, so Matt, is it Ariza or Ariza? Ariza, I think is what it is. Ariza. Yep. Okay. So Matt Ariza was a star punter at San Diego State and he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. And before he could play a game, he got cut because he was accused of rape at a college party back when he was on Montezuma Mesa with, with, uh, at San Diego State. What's come out since, Jay Stu, I, I just I want to make sure that we got the details correct. Was he even at the party? Was he even at the party? Yeah, I don't know about the specifics, but as it's uh, recapped in the sporting news, Ariza was cleared by the uh, San Diego District Attorney's Office last December. The office said it would not file criminal charges against Ariza and other players in connection with the incident due to new details emerging from the case. Yeah, I mean, there was there was there was all kinds of there was there was a lot of details that proved that I don't even know if he was at the party, he wasn't with the girl. Like oh, the, here it is. Prosecutors it, say that Ariza was still present at the party when yes. the alleged incident took place, despite claims to the contrary from the victim. Sex vi- videos of the accuser during the incident were revealed and Ariza was not seen in the footage. Right. So he wasn't, he was like, my name is Ben. I'm not in it. That wasn't me. So, but here's the thing. And this is a, this is a, it's a really hard challenge for us as a society. And again, I, I, it, it doesn't matter his age, his race, his sex. I, I truly believe this. Okay. But we're going to do this as Brian Finley did a good job of reading the story, right? Is you'll have people say, well, you know, the only way he could rehab his image is a place like Kansas City where they can all vouch for him. It's a great organization. You know, Brett Veach has done all the background research. Like, no, 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 no. He doesn't have to rehab his image. He didn't do anything wrong. There's no repairing an image that was sullied because of false claims. Understand? Like, I, and and again, if you think that this is me being inconsistent, it's not. Okay. My work is, it's very easy to go and track. This is what Jameis Winston's agent said a long time ago. And while Jameis Winston said something dumb and inappropriate that was a meme when he was at Florida State, because, I don't know. And then obviously the, the grabbing the Uber driver, okay? But what people believe is like, well, that's a third strike. Like, no, it's not. There was no first strike. It just wasn't. Okay, I don't know 
because I wasn't there, but I know that he he had a Title IX investigation at Florida State. Right? If you know anything about a Title IX, the burden of proof is very, very low. And he was not found guilty of violating her Title IX rights. In addition to the fact there was, I believe, no civil and no criminal case against him. So it's like we're sitting there going like, well, you know, he's got to rehab his image from college. If you if you didn't do anything wrong and you were falsely accused, there's no rehabbing your image. But that's the damage that's done. And look, if, if you think that I'm callous and I'm I'm not supportive of women who are sexually or physically abused, you couldn't possibly be more wrong. Right? I don't have it in me to abuse a woman. But I also don't have it in me to make up the false abuse claims. And both happen, right? It's really hard for us, like normal functioning brains, to think, okay, you could lay a hand on a woman that for, you know, physically brutal or sexually, like it just it's a really hard thing if that's just not in your blood. That's just not in your DNA. That's just not who you are. Okay. But it it definitely happens and it's awful. But on some levels, and I don't know if you want to say equally awful or whatever, but it's probably worse to make up these false claims because not only can it ruin the person who you make those claims against lives into the future, even when it's found out to be false, but you also ruin it for women who really are abused, right? Like, um, Trevor Bauer. We've talked about Trevor Bauer. Okay, he wants to come on the show. We'll, I'm sure we'll do a sit-down, long-form interview. He's done it with Fox News as well. My point about Trevor Bauer is like, look, you may think that he was vindicated, but he ain't ever getting that hundred-plus million-dollar contract back. Ain't happening. And wherever he goes, like even when he, uh, and and we've been we've fully disclosed that we've had open conversation with Trevor about coming on the show, and he went and did the interview with. Fox News and even in the Fox News interview like he was very apologetic here's how I was here I was acting I was doing some of the wrong things but I was like Trevor like no disrespect I I I admire that you've gone to therapy for some of the and, and figured out yourself about some of the things that made you maybe seen as weird or a loner or a bit awkward okay but that doesn't make you a sexual predator or you know and and that's the scarlet letter that you wear, even when, like, he didn't do anything wrong. Nothing. Nothing. Um, so I think it's a, fa- I'm, I'm actually most fascinated to see how we handle this as media members. I guarantee there will be stories of image rehab. Why do you have to do image rehab when you didn't do anything wrong? Right? It's not, it was misperceived. It's not a he said, she said, and he got off. No, 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 no. There were videos. He went in them. It was at a different location. He was at the party. Right? He was completely vindicated. Completely vindicated. So I challenge all of us in the media to not say it's an image rehab or the chiefs are taking a chance. They're not taking a chance on anything. He has zero strikes against him. 
He's getting into the batter's box, and he's got a 0-0 count. Now, the perception is he's got a couple of strikes against him, right? I mean, like, that's the perception. It's it's like being a, it's like being with the Clippers, right? You know something's, oh, the, this Clipper team hasn't failed the way previous Clipper teams have, but there's a perception that somehow they carry this badge of negativity because the Clippers have always failed in the playoffs, right? Not this group. You can say, well, Kawhi, he got hurt. Well, Paul George never played with Kawhi deep into the playoffs. But even that, it wasn't this group with James Harden or whatever. I mean, actually, the Clippers, I guess they carry a little bit because James Harden sucked in the playoffs before, whatever. I don't know. I was coming up with that metaphor on the fly. I don't know if that worked for you. The point is, the point is that Matt Ariza, if he's really vindicated, then we kind of don't need to bring it up. It's like, it's part of the story. I understand, Brian, you have to bring it up. It's part of the story. Like, like that's, but after that, that's it. He's not the guy. If you want to, if you want to do anything with the story, this is to all of us. Hey, Matt Arisa, how do I know him? He was the one who was falsely accused of something. That's it. There's no, oh, you know, he's got a strike against him. Well, you know, there's image rehab. What image rehab? Like, oh, he partied in college at San Diego State? I mean, you know. When I was a kid, you only went to San Diego State to party. Well, here's a little California insight to those of you in Jacksonville, Orlando, and Wichita, where we're number one. Okay. 20 years ago, before San Diego State was good at basketball, that was the biggest party school in California, but it was also everybody's safety school. And supposedly, the rumor was, what, six to one girls to guy ratio? Wasn't that what we heard? I don't know if that actually true. It felt like you were walking into the Barbie dream house. That's, that's what it felt like, right? Chico State and Humboldt State were the weed schools. You only went there if all you want to do is smoke weed, correct? Right? And then Long Beach State and Cal State Fullerton, which is Fullerton's where you went, isn't it, Jace Stu? Which yep. is, now, yeah. by the way, Fullerton has a vibrant on campus community, but those are commuter schools. Right? And the only thing you knew about Cal State Fullerton was they got really good baseball. And Leon Wood played there. Anyway, please, I beg of you, my fellow media members, from this point forward, there is no image rehab. Matt Ariza was falsely accused. Shouldn't doesn't carry a scarlet letter when there was no crime committed. He wasn't there. Just make sure we get it right. And we'll make sure we get it right when people are accurately accused and go to jail because people who perpetrate those crimes on women, children, either of even other men, I mean, put them under the jail. I'm okay with that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stuck Alley Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I consider myself lucky about uh, not this year, last year, last couple years, I've done a ton of Mountain West games. And uh, matter of fact, COVID year, I did like 30. It was crazy. Um, Two years ago, I did a bunch of Utah State games. And I became friendly with a lot of their players because I was up in Logan so often. And uh, just a a great group. And uh, they have a new head coach named Danny Sprinkle. He's doing a great job. And so some of their players have left, transferred. One is Stephen Ashworth. Uh, a star player. He's from Lone Pine, which is a famous high school in Utah. He transferred to Creighton. Had an unbelievable game going back two nights ago when they beat number one UConn. He's Stephen Ashworth. Uh, some call him Splashworth. I call him Cashworth. I don't know. Like, you know, I, I know that this like the Splash Brothers thing is a real thing, but I like the I like the straight cash. He joins us. Uh, uh, about a day and a half removed from lighting up number one and defending national champion UConn. Do you like Splashworth, Cashworth, or something else like, or just SA? What What is your preferable nickname or moniker of choice? Yeah, that's a tough question. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely nice to have have nicknames. Uh, it's a, I, I count it as a pleasure, but uh, I think Splashworth has probably grown on me the most, and Probably due to my love for Steph Curry and the Splash Bros, but I do like Cashworth as well. Uh, they're, That's they're, a nice one. These are all like positive nicknames too, right? It's not like anybody calls you dopey yeah. or stupid or you know something something like that. These are all about about your about your jump shot. Um, what's this been like? Like you and I talked in the summer when you're trying to make a decision, 
And, you know, you, you've had some some highs, some lows. Obviously, the other night is the highest of, of highs so far, I'd guess. But what's it been like for you to be in the portal and now at a place like Creighton? Kind of foreign, right? Like, you're, you're a Utah-born, Utah-bred guy. Everybody thought, oh, he's going to go to BYU or stick around. You go to a different league. What's it been like for you? Yeah, honestly, I mean, there definitely has been uh, an adjustment period for just a new place, new venues, new conference, new coaches, and, and everything that comes along with transferring and and kind of starting a, a new career in a way. And But at the same time, with all of those things, and I think just the life lessons of when you push yourself and challenge yourself, you'll be able to see yourself grow and accomplish things that you never thought possible. And I think that uh, the other night was one of those experiences for myself throughout my career of just challenging and trying to always compete against that best. And, you know, UConn has been, since last year, the standard of, of elite college basketball. And for us to go out and put on a performance like we did, and it was just kind of the culmination of all that hard work and, in a way, kind of betting on myself. And so really just grateful, uh, you know, to God for the opportunity to do things like this and to play at this level. You know, it's interesting. You guys coming into the game, you'd won six of eight. And even the two you lost, right? Overtime at Providence, crazy hard place to play. Uh, Butler at home, which was a stunner because, you know, Creighton's such a, I mean, that arena is so hard. 18,000 people every night, like every time they turn on the lights. But then you won four in a row. Has something changed about this team where you guys have been more consistent? You know, I think uh, this team's a, a really mature group, and we've got guys that have played a lot of college basketball and have been through full seasons. And so we all understand that there's going to be some ups and downs and um, some nights where the ball bounces our way and when it doesn't bounce our way. And so, like you mentioned, uh, we had the game at Providence uh, that we were right there, and then you lose by one. And we win those two games, and I think you're talking about a, you know, winning something like 15 of our last 16 yeah. um, games. And so, like, obviously, uh, these last four, we've been really dialed into just who we are, and I think that we're really coming together as a group really, really well, and everybody's um, stepping up in big-time moments. And so that's been fun to see, and that's exactly what you want when you're heading into March, for sure. Yeah, 14 of 28 from three. Most teams aren't losing when you shoot that well. It was like, um, did you ever see the movie Pleasantville? I actually haven't seen that movie, no. I'm so, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm older than... It's not that old, but uh, it's probably when you were pretty young. But the, yeah. the it's like the Pleasantville where everything is perfect. And the first half of the movie is like in black and white when it's like Pleasantville before it gets to color. And you guys shot like the basketball team in Pleasantville where the ball just keeps keeps uh, keeps going <laughs> keeps going in. Um, yeah. What what what's that for for somebody who isn't doesn't get how you go from losing by yeah, fifteen today, right? against UConn at UConn to winning by nineteen at home? Right, like that's a home road split is unbelievable. What's yeah. the what's what's the difference? I mean, look, you guys only played seven. You guys shot the ball well, but there has to be some other difference. What what changed between the two games? I mean, yeah, you can look at the the stats and say we shot the ball really well, but I think in large part that comes through to the evidence that we also protected the ball much better yeah. uh, at UConn. There's a lot of live ball turnovers, dead ball turnovers that allowed them to control the tempo, control the pace of the game, and 
uh, getting a rhythm early for themselves. I think that coming back home, we were able to control that much better. I think we only ended up with seven turnovers on the whole game, and um, I want to say four of those were dead ball turnovers. So didn't allow them to get out and transition like they're so good, and uh, as well as their second chance points. They've they've been one of the best in the country at offensive rebounding. Um, and they obviously they got some against us, but at the same time, I think we were able to keep that rebounding battle to almost even. And so those two things were, I think, were the biggest difference from when we went up to Gamble Pavilion and then when they came to CHI, just the, the differences and how you can have a road and home split like we did. And so those things are obviously keys to every game. And so as a team, we've got to make sure that we stay locked in for, for everybody that we play to control those things. All right, so a lot of people who follow college basketball know you had a great career at Utah State. And having been there and been able to cover you so often, I know how awesome the Spectrum was. But you have, yeah. you have, you have CHI and the Spectrum are both great home courts, but they could not be more dissimilar, right? Um, what, uh, give, give me the, what the best parts about the spectrum, the best parts about CHI from playing on that floor. What's it like? Yeah, I mean, both of them are different, but both of them have unbelievable home court advantages. And I think that uh, the nation was able to see that on full display on uh, Tuesday night with UConn coming in, just the, the atmosphere, the entire fan base. And, and it's crazy to have an 18,000-seat arena and have 16,000 season ticket holders, right? You don't That's have nuts. that most places. That's nuts. And That's nuts. So just the support on a nightly basis is, is crazy. And, um, you know, in the spectrum, though, it's crazy because you have a 9,000-seat arena. So it's about half the size. But also you have 4,000 crazy students in the herd that are standing the entire game, chanting the entire game. And so, like, there is some give and take with just the, the atmosphere that a, a student section being half the arena can bring. And, you know, you can only imagine what CHI would be if there was 9,000 students, you know, in there, which would be half of that arena. And so all of those, like, things you think about, it, it it's different, but both of them are so much fun to play in and, I have so many fond memories of, of both arenas now, and it's just been something that uh, every kid every kid would dream of. Okay, every kid would also dream of all the road arenas you played in, right? You got to play in Hinkle. Yes. You got to play in the Garden. You got to play at PC, at Providence, which is, it's like just a convention center, but it's the fans kind of make that place. But there's some cool stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Marquette's got a brand new one, which is a big NBA arena. And then you have all the kind of, Weird ones, cool ones in the Mountain West, right? Um, I think you played in Wyoming since they redid it. That one's awesome. Obviously, the yep. pit. Um, Moby's cool, even though, like, totally needs a redo. You know, they still got the, the hoops hanging from the ceiling. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. unique. What's your favorite one on the road? Man, that's tough. Uh, I mean, there's so many good road arenas in both conferences. Uh, like you said, Marquette has a really nice one. It's where the Bucks play, uh, and so Pfizer, like for that place, was was awesome uh, to go to. And we actually go to the Garden uh, Sunday, so okay. it'll be my first time playing in the Garden, and I'm looking forward to that, no doubt. I mean, it's the most iconic basketball arena in the world, and uh, you know, so many great players have played there. Steph Curry broke the all-time three-point record there. Like, there's just history there that's that's unbelievable. But I like a very vivid memory is uh, going to the pit 
and it was actually during COVID, so they weren't even able to be full. But that place was so loud, and I was just like, holy cow, like, this is a true road environment. And that was probably my my freshman season going there, and I was just like, wow. And so um, the pit was really cool in the Mountain West for yeah. sure, and then, you know, but nothing tops the spectrum. That's the best arena in the Mountain West by um, far. We had, I mean, we had a kind of an iconic three-point shootout, right, in the in the NBA All-Star game, right? We had the Battle of the Sexes. So yeah. you want me to throw it out there like you versus Caitlin? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'd go for it. Like, I'd be down to, to do whatever. I heard that they were trying to get, you know, another competition with Steph and Sabrina and Caitlin and maybe another college basketball player. Why, so. why, why not you? If, yeah, if my name gets thrown out there. I, I'd love. To, I'm, let's can we let's like compete. let's start the can't let's start the campaign right. Like let's <laughs> let's start the campaign. Splashworth versus Caitlin. Why why not? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I mean it, that show was unbelievable, and it was. Uh, I was definitely tuned into that All Star Weekend watching that, and I was. Uh, I definitely thought Sabrina was gonna take home the crown after she she went first and set the bar high, but. Steph did what Steph does. I mean, it, it, it was an unbelievable thing, and I loved watching it. So yeah, it, it, it was definitely it was a fun watch. Um, you and ba- Baylor, Baylor Shireman also might have a word there. He's like, hey, you know, I can I can shoot a little bit, kind of too. He led the country in three point shooting two years ago. Um, exactly. This we mid- were just shooting this morning, and uh, we had a good little battle going. So who, he's who, definitely he's definitely up there. Who won? Uh, I mean, I don't think you get the inside scoop like that. You know, maybe if you came to practice, you'd know. Bro, but, I, I'm in I'm in L.A. I can't come out to, to Omaha. I can't. I can't. But and by the way, like you telling us you not uh, refusing to tell me who won tells me you didn't win. I just want to point that out. Well, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to be saying that like who was winning in uh, 730 a.m. Actually, it was 730 your time. It's probably 930 our time. Yeah. 9.30 a.m. little shootout. And at the same time, we were competing together, too. So it was oh, like, right. we we do, a lot, like, which I like, actually. We do a lot of drills together that I think young hoopers can can pick up is that it's like, we'll do drills where we've got to make five in a row. Him and I from seven spots is like a little warm-up. Or we're going to do some on-the-move shooting where we're coming off the ball screen. And then that's one shot. Flying to the corner, that's one shot. Sprint to the other corner, that's one shot. And then lift to the wing, that's one shot. And so you get four shots. But in order for a rep to count, you've got to make three out of the four. And so, in reality, we're just competing together on those, on a lot of those things. But I think it's uh, it's definitely helped your in-game shooting percentage when you're putting that game-like pressure on you in fact situation. So that's what we were doing this morning. You're Again, this is one of those, I know you're old because you're married and, and you've, you've done the whole thing with the mission and everything, but you're not old enough to yeah. remember, like, Greg McDermott used to play slow. When he was in Northern Iowa, they played like in the 50s slow. Iowa State even slow. And now he's known as this five out, four out, one in with, you know, one roller and and let it fly. So the question becomes this. um, Has he ever said that's too deep? That's 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 you can't take it from there. Um, No, he's never directly said that to me. He's he's looked at me and. That's kind of the thought of like, should you have taken that one? And you know, I know good shots versus bad shots. Obviously, I've been playing basketball my whole life, but he's also never he he understands so well as a coach what a shooter's mind is like. I mean, uh, he's a great shooter himself. 
he raised a great shooter in Doug McDermott. Like he understands that it's a there's a fine line between how you critique a shooter and what shots he takes because you want your shooters to be confident. And so he does a really good job of kind of balancing that between, you know, letting us know, hey, let's make sure we get great shots, but at the same time, let it fly with confidence. And, and that's our whole motto. And that's what we live by is Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, by the way, BYU leading the country in three-point attempts. 32 and a half. You guys are only at 21.9. You guys got to get them up. You guys got to get like 40 in a couple games you want to catch up. Yeah, I mean, but uh, when you've got a guy like Ryan Kalkbrenner down though, I think uh, I think we might uh, also want to feed it to him a little bit more than uh, some other teams might. So, you know, there's give and take with, uh, with the number of threes that we take. Some nights it's more, some nights you just got to play where's the, where's the mismatch, where's the advantage. And when you've got a team like like we have, I think that we've got a lot of different weapons that make us uh, really capable to to win in multiple ways, which is awesome. All right, last thing. I know you got to go. We we I guess got it got to too. Stephen Ashworth, our guest. Call him Splashworth. Call him Cashworth. Just don't leave him open when he has the basketball anywhere in his side of the half court, uh, wherever it is in in the Big East. You guys were preseason top ten. There were thoughts of a Final Four, and the you know. You got Colorado State nipped you early, and there were some early season losses. We mentioned how it's come together. Um, mm-hmm. What's your? I mean, is is your ceiling what we perceive your ceiling to be before the year began? It's a great question. I mean, I think time will tell. Uh, I think that throughout the course of this season, it's just been a day by day process of always trying to get one percent better, trying to look at the ways that. Maybe early on in the year we weren't as successful as we wanted to be and learning from that. But this team is very good at staying in the present. And we've got confident guys. We've got a group that we're all confident in each other as well, not just in ourselves. And so, I mean, I think that, you know, you've what UConn has done this entire season. Uh, and for us to go out and then uh, get a win against a team like that, I think it shows exactly where our ceiling's at. And, uh, we're going to keep chasing after that, and there's room to grow, and can't wait to see where this team ends up here in a few weeks. You didn't, you didn't get a win. You kicked the crap out of them. I mean, you really, you, you really did. Uh, I, I, I lied. That was, la- I thought that was the last one. The Boneyard was the place that you got your fade tightened up in Logan. Where's the spot in Omaha? Shout out Boneyard, my guy. Miss my guys up there. They're awesome to me. But uh, my new spot down here is uh, Ace of Fades. So that's where we go in Omaha. If you're ever in Omaha, Ace of Fades, about five minutes away from campus, they'll get you right. If, they want the, if you want the Ashworth, is it, is that, that's not a skin fade, though, right? Are you doing a one? What are you doing there? Yeah, doing a one, maybe sometimes a skin fade from, from the bottom up to about, a, to about a two or a three, and then uh, just fading fading it in nicely. Saul gets me right. All right. He, I'm sure he does get you right. He doesn't need to cut Corbett's hair. He doesn't have, you know, that with his condition, he doesn't have any, but I know he's sleeping on your couch, so feel free to push him off the couch and uh, tell him you need yep. your space. Uh, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to see how you do at the Garden. Thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Well, that's yep. my, that's Thanks my... so much, brother. Have a great one. No, you're the best. That's Stephen Ashworth joining us. Uh, Corbett is uh, Ryan Corbett, who used to be a manager there, and now he works with the minor league baseball club and uh, Birdie told me that he's actually sleeping on Stephen and his wife's couch in Omaha for some games this, this week. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now... Your study lineup for your Chicago Bulls. Sorry. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm not sorry, but... It's a reflex when you hear this song. Yes, it is. It is. Um, here's a question for you, Perfett. Mm-hmm. Really quick. This is a Detroit question. Chris Perfett is a... Uh, he's like... He does the Detroit what so many of these writers do. And, you know, Simmons does and... All the Boston guys, everything circles back to Boston. So for him, everything circles back to Detroit. What was the song the Pistons played? Ooh. Okay. Um, At tip-off, back when they were the bad boys. I would have been like four years old when they were the bad boys. I know. I'm just telling you I don't know. Like I, My first introduction with the Pistons was the Teal era. My dad went to like college with Bill Lambeer. We got sweet tickets, went up and saw like uh, Grant Hill. But I, I, I wouldn't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, that's out there for people on Twitter. I, I know the answer to it. Let's get to Brian Finley with the press. The press. See what he got. Yeah, Doug. Some people would say that all sports run through Chicago. You were talking about Justin Fields. Chicago. Or, yes. Yeah, there. <laughs> you were talking we gotta about. We got to take a bunch of mini Ditkas. We take Ditka in the draft. 
okay, with mini Ditkas. You know, shout out to Steve McMichael making the making the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You got that down pretty good, uh, Doug. There, yeah, you've I been do, working I do on good, it. I do good Chicago. Yeah, I do good Chicago. Yeah. And I do a good Fargo, don't you know? I was literally going to say, were There's you a in the Fargo, last season? Don't you know? yep. Yeah, huh? you in the last season? It was a pretty good season. I did not watch the Fargo last season. It's, it's really good. Well, speaking of the Chicago Bears, you were talking, Doug, moments ago about Justin Fields and his future, and that's a much-discussed topic in sports radio. But Bears offensive coordinator Shane Waldron said this, and this is a report coming from Pro Football Talk. He said that the adaptability that adaptability is the hallmark of his offense because he believes the Bears are going to be able to adjust the scheme to the player's skill set once they have installed that player in the offense. Adding on to the fact, he says, quote, in my past experiences with different quarterbacks, different experience levels, in the coordinator role or in a role as a position coach, I felt that different quarterbacks have been able to set foot into this system, be able to learn it quickly, no matter the skill set, whatever direction it goes, the players really take ownership and control of that, close quote. Is that a subliminal message to say that, hey, Justin, if you come back, I can make it work? No. No, that's I don't have any working knowledge of Caleb Williams. Caleb thinks he wants to go play where Cliff Kingsbury was. And there been basically Shane Waldron's like, "Look, dude, we'll make it work. Trust me. You're good enough, it doesn't matter." Meanwhile, you mentioned this earlier. We were talking about this moments ago. Uh, Hunter Matariza back in the NFL. He had been out 18 months. This stemming from the the wrong accusation where he was charged with rape. There were not enough evidence and documents to prove that. So the alleged incident never happened. He was not present at the time. These are according to court documents. Back in the league, Doug, with the Kansas City Chiefs, they have signed him. They call him the punt god. In a preseason game in 2022, he hit an 82-yard punt. Pretty dope. Pretty amazing. And I like the rich get richer. But listen, everyone in the NFL could have signed him. Everyone in the NFL could have signed him. Uh, Chiefs, obviously. And I understand that there's going to be people going like, really? That's the guy they signed? Then you look, you're like, well, he didn't, he wasn't, wasn't tried for, let alone uh, found not guilty of, of any crime. Okay. He's he's not not guilty. He was never charged, never charged with a crime. Very important distinction. Which means I think that the NFLPA should go to bat for him. Not only should they have this completely expunged from even a record of of mentioning him, but they should be able to find a way to compensate for his lost wages over the past eighteen months. What a good union would do. Oh, final countdown. It's the final countdown. Sorry, that's like our ADD. We're and he's answering the question from the start of the, oh okay uh-huh. start of the, what the Detroit Pistons used to play back when the bad boys were down. Just enough time to Google it. That was cool. Last one, guys. Yes. The SEC is fining LSU $100,000. Doug, it's another court-storming incident, this on the heels of the Tigers quelling Coach Cal and Kentucky in Baton Rouge last night. What do you mean? A hundred thousand dollars. That's fine. the the SEC has rules. Like first time you get first time you're like, all right, we're good. Second time I think it's fifty, and the third time it's a hundred grand. So that's going to cost them a uh, backup, maybe like a six man salary in college basketball. That's what that's the one for. And that's the press. 
Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. You know, it's interesting. I love college basketball. Everybody knows that. I do find it interesting that with college basketball, we we have neutral sites for the NCAA tournament. So in other words, what makes the sport special, these arenas, the fanfare, right? The home court advantage, the fight songs. We're just like, you know what? Let's do away with it because we want to have a tournament that's totally neutral. And I understand, like, we want to be fair. Life's not fair. Why do we have to be fair? Check out the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Download it right after the show. There's a special hour podcast to go with along with the show. Type in Doug Gottlieb. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.